0: I'm your girl, the yeah. best friend in your head, got you. They told me I was young, black, and gifted, and I On can make it out show, the hood with gifts can, can ask me industry questions about screenplays, Sorry, about stage plays, about copywriting, about books, about self-publishing, anything you want. You can ask right. about love, life, relationships, whatever you want to talk about. What up, Rain? Call in And actually, so I'm your that's girl, the best friend that's in your head, me, got you. Hey everybody, welcome to On the Wake Up Radio. This segment is called Ask Jalisa. I'm your hostess with the mostest, your girl Jelisa. Special shout out to our producer, the beautiful and talented Miss Cindy Ashby. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Jalisa or at Jalisa Williams on my main page. Or you guys can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat at Jalisa Williams and you can follow all the shows on this network at on the wake Up radio on instagram and if you have any questions tonight feel free to call in at 844 818 4433 the number again is 844 818 4433 now let's get right into it today we have a very special guest my good friend and author Satya. Hey, everyone. My name is Satya. You guys can follow me at Satya Author at Facebook or Satya Author at um, Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'm so glad to have you, girl. Yes, thank you for inviting me. It's really an honor. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. So I know you just recently released your first novel, Crazy or Insane. Tell us a little bit about the book without giving too much away. Okay, um, Crazy or Insane is a coming-to-age story about a teenage girl named Tiffany. Um, It starts off um, with a tragedy that happens in her mother care, and then Tiffany goes to live with her grandmother Edna, um, who she's never met before, so that's really interesting. Um, It starts off with her being really shy, and then she comes into her own. Throughout the book, we see her develop kind of like a butterfly and change um, because her impact from her grandmother um, establishing a relationship with God plays a major role. Um, okay. So okay. it's definitely not your traditional spiritual book. Um, it's a bit spicy and sexually explicit. Um, okay. but it's, written, <laughs> it's written from like an urban side with a spiritual touch. I guess okay. I would say it like that. Okay, okay, cool, cool um so what inspired you to write the book um I always liked to write since I was younger um and I kind of picked two things I love together i I love um I love God my grandmother was really into singing in church and praising God and telling people about his word and I wasn't blessed as much to have a great voice like her <laughs> but <laughs> I was blessed to be able to um, write, uh, you know, and touch people's hearts through poetry and, um, you know, these short stories that I've been writing for a while. And I'm, I'm just trying to kind of follow in her footsteps and tell people about God in the best way that I know how. And um, that's why I use my talent to do that. And I'm also a down-to-earth person. So I just tried to say, see what, how can I speak to the people in the street um, that kind of don't know about God or wouldn't normally come into church? Um, so I take a def, I definitely take a different approach to telling people about Him. It's definitely mm-hmm. not your traditional book, um, mm-hmm. but my target audience is mostly the people that is not coming into church. Okay, um, yeah. okay, okay. And so your title, Crazy or Insane, that's such a unique title. What made you come up with that title for your book? Yeah. Um, it, first, you know, is it crazy or insane right now to live in the world, in this world, without knowing that God exists? Um, of course, when you start reading a book, you probably won't have think that until you finish it. You realize the message. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. But the other, the other part about it, which is crazy and insane, is just um, the way the book is written. The characters are, um, they're a bit much, um, the fact that mm-hmm. it's sexually explicit, um, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's a book, when you pick it up, you you definitely not going to know what do you read, and it has a lot of twists and turns to it. Um, mm-hmm. So the whole... Storyline with Tiffany and her mother, they have a very complicated relationship. Um, mm-hmm. that's crazy or insane the way that went down in the beginning with the tragedy. Um, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. the way even how she's talking to her mother about her developing and her hormones raging. That whole conversation was just out of, mm. you know, out of this world. So okay, when you read the book, it's so bizarre that just the storyline, you would think, wow, Mm. this is crazy. Okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, Who's your favorite character in the book and why? I think Grams is my favorite character. Grams is is the spiritual grandmother that's in most families that steps up Mm -hmm. and, you know, She's the mm-hmm. patriarch of her family. She's the one that keeps everyone together, holds the glue. You know, um, she's very spiritual. She's always giving glory to God. She's that mm-hmm. positive figure um, that just keeps hope alive, you know, okay. especially in a world like this world that we live in where it's easy to fall in despair and, oh, yeah. um, you know, and just be depressed. She's You can see her love for God. It just oozes out. So, okay. um That's the character that most people should pay attention to, even though that Mm -hmm. the story is about Grams. That's where you Mm -hmm. get spiritual messages at throughout the book. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. Well, what do you want for people to take away from after reading your book? I want them to know that despite a situation, because I used, you know, Tiffany's story is not the best situation when you open up the book um and you start reading, it's unfortunate. And mm-hmm. you could look at it like, how could God exist and let this happen? Or you could look at it like this happened and because she was taken out of that situation and pit with her grandmother, her life started to change and transform. So mm-hmm. even though terrible things happen to us, um, you got to believe that God is working it out in your favor. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know things don't happen by accident. Um mm-hmm. or in my eyes, I think mm-hmm. God has a plan for all of us. So even um my trials and tribulations, I'm actually thankful that I went through them because they helped me become the person I am today.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: and then when you walk with God, you could kind of try to, you, you know, you could kind of understand a little better when you do go through traumatic events and stuff. Um, yeah. You went through it and that you're able to heal. That's, you know, you don't have to stay there forever. That doesn't have yeah. to shape you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's so important these days to, you know, have a story out there that lets people know that, you know, no matter what you're going through, the different circumstances in life, that, you know, God is still there, God is still with yeah. you, you know, and to just stay strong in your faith despite everything that's going on, you know, because yeah. we're just living in such trying times that it's yeah. very easy to, you know, turn turn and walk away from faith and, you know, turn and walk away from God because of, you know, corona going on, unemployment Mm -hmm. is so high, suicide is high, you know, drugs and alcohol is high. Like, there's so much going on in the world. So I definitely think that this book is great for right now to let people know that, you know, no matter what their circumstances, you know, they can come out on the other side. Keep your faith you know, everybody's going through things, only the storm survives, and that, you know, there's so much more um, to life, so just don't give up.
1: Yeah, Yeah,
0: and this storyline is so many people will be able to identify to, you know, with it, because um, it's happened, and a lot of people's home. You know, we've seen drug addiction with the parents. Right. We've seen the grandmother step up. We've right. heard of molestation and rape and things that mm-hmm. swept mm-hmm. under the rug. You know, and black. Mm-hmm. People. So, how does that person deal with that? And how you keep moving on? You know, when these things happen, a lot of black people they don't really go see therapists. You know, so that hurt and that trauma stays with you for years. And I know that if I didn't have a relationship with God, I wouldn't have been able to have been pulled out of some of the dark places that, um, I found myself in after grief and after other things happened in my life. Um, so one of the things that I am getting that, um, the feedback from customers that bought the book is that, wow, this was really relatable. I could identify with this. This was, you know, this was really, you know, real. This was, like, a real book. And I'm like, all right, cool. Um, that was the reason to write it in that way. I was a little scared to mix, um, like, kind of explicit novel and pitch spirituality in there. But mm-hmm. that, that's just how amazing God is. You don't need to come to meet God. God is going to meet you where you at. So right. So wherever you at in your life, um, for the people that's not going to come into church, and you see those people that's on the street, and you you they're preaching, or they're on the train mm-hmm. before you leave this earth, and you transition back home, you're going to have the opportunity to hear about God, whether you chose to listen, to right? God, you know, so even me, absolutely. Now I'm coming to street ministry. Of course, I can't reach people by starting off with a sermon or talking tra- tra- traditionally like they do in church. I have to speak the mm-hmm. people's language and most mm-hmm. people you know, they like ratchet stuff. They like stuff right. that sells, you know, and if mm-hmm. I can grab their attention with that but still get a deeper message in then I've done my job. Somebody right. I the book to the other day, like one of the guys mm-hmm. that be on the street, he already finished the book and he said, wow, I felt like, you know, I was in church. I haven't been in church in years. You really gave me a word to, to, to stand on. And that touched me because that was the first, um, you know, uh, like review that I got back that, that wasn't right. stuck on the sex part. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the sex part is going to keep you entertained and it's going to keep you turning the pages. But the real purpose of the book is is the spiritual part about it. It's to right. tell you about God. Yeah okay okay awesome awesome we're gonna take a little break but we'll be right back with more questions for our special guest satia and we're back just like that if you're just tuning in we have a very special guest my friend and author satia if you have any questions her, you can call in at 844-818-4433. Again, the number is 844-818-4433. So, Cecia, have you written any other books? And if so, what's the title and what are they about? Oh, sure. Um, so I read my, my first book. Um, it was a poetry book. It's called Prayer and Praise. And it basically was poems to God about many different things, um, grief, depression, despair. Um, It was about thanking God for being who he is. And um, it was prayers to my grandmother and about my grandmother, like God taking her away. And then Mm. when my mom passed uh, to take care of the siblings and, just continue to carry on. I I also was a general manager of a restaurant at the time. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of responsibility and a lot on my plate, um, but my heart was broken. Mm -hmm. And um, I know a lot of people can identify with that, that uh, they just got to keep moving no matter what. And because I'm a, a person that people think I'm so strong and I smile all the time that maybe I'm, not going through anything, but I went mm-hmm. through a real dark period, and mm-hmm. even sometimes I wonder where God was. Um mm-hmm. like most people, when they mm-hmm. go through something that's just so horrible, Um and death has, you know, you, you really need, I think, a relationship with God to kind of, like, accept death as well, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it's really hard to accept that. Like when somebody close to you go, most Mm -hmm, of my parents mm -hmm. are gone. I lost my um, adopted mother, which was my grandmother, and Mm -hmm. my biological mother within four years of one another. Mm -hmm. Um, So just when I was starting to heal from one loss, I I suffered another great loss after that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does change you, you know? Um, And I think that the only way that I was able to kind of keep pushing forward is because I had a relationship with God. And I know um, I find comfort in knowing that they're back at home with him because he, he, you know, he can take better care of them than I would have ever been able to. Right. Um, And I, I know that they're not in any pain. And I mean, I lost them. I was blessed enough to have them up into my mid twenties and my late twenties. My mm-hmm. grandmother lost her mom at like twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so um, and she was such a strong woman, like that. She's she's who I tried to be like. If I could be half of the woman mm-hmm. that she was and have half of the heart that she has, I mm-hmm. I think that I've done something right while wow. I walked, to, you know, this earth. Um, mm-hmm. So. It's people, some people are scared to come to God or they don't know how to have come across people that say, well, I don't know how to pray or I don't mm-hmm. know what to say. There's mm-hmm. a thousand, There's what, maybe 60 something poems in that mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. that um, touches different topics um, when you're really grateful. Um, you know, me being a boss, uh, having respect for people and being able to take that kind of pressure and load. Um, mm-hmm. When you feel like you're all alone and you've been abandoned by family and friends, mm-hmm. um, when you're trying your best to fight yourself out of depression, it, it gives you different examples of how you could talk to God because right. you can talk to him about anything and you, mm-hmm. you can start just wherever you're at, with, with right. however you're feeling right now, whether it's you want to manifest something you want, whether it's you want to... Um, get over something that's been blocking you in your life mm-hmm. from moving forward, whether you need directional guidance, whether you need healing. You know, some of us is holding things in our heart that's like um, preventing us from going, growing. It's so heavy. It's holding you down. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, if you draw closer to God and you see how much we screw up and how much we um, disappoint him at times when we don't keep, when we're not obedient to him because mm-hmm. we all fall short, right? We, we're mm-hmm. all, we all sin. No one's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And we go to him and we ask him for forgiveness of our sins and we keep asking him to make us better. So we're supposed to have the same forgiveness in our heart that he has for us, for other people. Right, um, And it's a hard thing to do, you know, when yes. people have offended you or they have um, purposely meant to harm you. Especially mm-hmm. those close to us, it's mm-hmm. a pain that hurts just like a knife in your back. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, if you do draw closer to God and you try to be more like Him, He, you will find peace in Him. You won't like, yes. you won't try to be like the people that hurt you, um, because God will just take you to a higher level where you won't right. want to do that. That's not on the frequency of God. You know, right. you always. For me, I've been in higher positions. I've been a a captain of basketball teams. I've been, um, you know, a general manager. I've been in leadership positions. You held at a higher standard. So now that, you know, I do walk with God and I don't hide it, I, I know people look at me differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm only able to stay at the level where I'm at and not react and do certain stuff because I'm drawing closer to God. Like I'm walking right. with him. He's right. he's making it possible and picking yes. people in my life, my, my inner circle, that when I mm-hmm. do fall off, they're gonna mm-hmm. tell me. They're not mm-hmm. gonna let me go too far because they right. got the frequency of God as well. They right. love me enough to pull me and be mm-hmm. like queen. You know, your crown Mm -hmm. is tipping. Let me put that Mm -hmm. back in your head. This is not the behavior you need to be doing, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's not a Mm -hmm. reflection of God. Mm -hmm. So God makes me want to be better. If you're supposed to try to be more like him and stuff, um, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be easy to forgive. Um, You know, you're supposed to be easy for reconciliation and just moving on, not keeping burdens is going to weigh you down. Absolutely. I, yeah, I'm trying to be my best version of myself. So I can't vibrate Absolutely. at a low frequency. No, nope, not at all. Not at all. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Well, what inspired you to write Prayer and Praise? Like, what was the inspiration behind it? And what was um, the inspiration behind the title? I, I think that where I was at in my life, I was I was always just, like, writing a lot of poems and um, whatever I was going through. Like, at that point in time, I was losing um, my grandmother. I had mm-hmm. lost her, so I wrote a couple mm-hmm. of poems, you know, around that time. And mm-hmm. then in between that time, I wrote poetry kind of, like, to deal with the stuff that was going on in my life because mm-hmm. I, I, I did have my own um, I don't wanna say issues with God, but I just because I didn't realize He was preparing me for something else mm-hmm, and things was mm-hmm. happening so fast, I I you know, I was having my own problems with him because I thought that mm-hmm. the load that I car- I was carrying was too heavy. Okay. Um but you know, most times people face waivers, you know, like it goes one way or another and um, I just basically realized that all the stuff that he picked me through, it, it was for a reason. It wasn't like he left me, but we all go through labor pains. You know, it's a part of life. And that's true. the reality true. of it. Death is mm-hmm. a part of life. That is, is really the only thing that is guaranteed for us. It's a woman true. can carry a baby, and it doesn't mean that she's going to have that baby. It's true. But as soon as that baby comes out, The one thing in life that is guaranteed is that it's going to, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say, like, die because energy is not created or, you know, destroyed, it's just transferred, but you're going to go back home to the creator. Like, that's the one thing that you know death is kind of guaranteed. So now that I know that um, and I kind of really understand that, I don't take it as much like when my grandmother was passing away and she was, you know, she was really sick and it was really hurting my heart. Like, God, how can you allow this to happen? Like, right. what is going on? I don't understand. My grandmother served you. She was a nice woman. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she was caring. She was everything that she she needed to be. And she mm-hmm. still suffered at the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I needed some help kind of understanding that and. Mm-hmm. The way I've grown up, I was supposed to draw closer to him, but there was a time where I kind of grew distant from him um, mm-hmm. because I was hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hurt, and it's and that's the but that's the beautiful thing about having a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um being your Father, the the ultimate Creator, He's always going to accept you back. How many children? get mad at their parents and fall out mm-hmm. and then eventually come come back. Some parents mm-hmm. don't welcome them back because they still so hurt, but God is never gonna be that hurt by our actions or right. um, small understanding because He loves us so much. Right. so when you make it through those things and you actually realize like this didn't really probably have anything to do with me. My grandmother lived a long maybe not the longest life, but the life that she lived, she did so much. She she took on so much stress and mm-hmm. and and burdens that wasn't hers. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at death like, how could you do this to me? But then when you read your word and you realize that when they trans they transition back home, that's the most beautiful thing ever. My grandma right. don't feel no pain. She's right. probably up there singing in the heavenly choir with the saints. And she exactly. sees her husband and, you know, mm-hmm. her other family members. And her mom, who was she lost at 12. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we've had her for a while. How do right. you sit and be mad at God that he gave you something so precious mm-hmm. for that many years that some mm-hmm. people never even had the chance to even experience? Right. You know, some people never had the person like how my grandmother was. She was an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And and the, and just the way she treated people, you could tell she was connected to God. So now I look at it like I thank you, Lord. I thank you for, you know, things didn't work out with my mom. My mom was in the best situation. And my grandmother stepped up and she took me in as her own. And she showed me mm-hmm. how you carry yourself and, and mm-hmm. how important it is to be in connection to God. What people didn't see in church was my grandmother prayed three times a day. And she cried and she shouted in the kitchen sometimes. And sometimes it was happy tears and sometimes it was sad tears. But now that I'm a grown-up and I realize all that, when I find myself troubled and weak and, you know, I'm losing it, I'll go and I'll pray. It's time mm-hmm. to take a step away from everybody because something right. is off. It's out of balance. Right. And those things stuck, stuck with me. You know, for mm-hmm. a very long time, it, it even made me the person I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so important, once again, to have a relationship with God. Um, some people that don't normally come into church or they don't have the spiritual that back, background that I have, then mm-hmm. they wouldn't. Um, they don't have this option of where to turn when things get rough because right. they have a different understanding of people that's coming from church or, you know, they uppity or they look down on me. Nah, this mm-hmm. is a, this is a hood story that most <laughs> people are going to be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, the second book, Crazy or Insane, but Prayer and Praise, it was just, you know, all those things going on. And at the time when I was ready to publish the book, my first book signing, right, mm-hmm. I was actually going to publish Crazy or Insane.
1: But, Ooh.
0: from dear friends,-published <laughs> <found out> <laughs> author, you know, the bigger the book, the more money you have to spend. Um, <laughs> so my man was like, you know, crazy, you know what I'm saying it's not together, and you know you got to make certain changes. It's time to piss something out. You've been talking mm-hmm. about this for a while. Why don't you just mm-hmm. put out the poem um, the yeah book the poems. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, he said that. And then one girl in church, her name was Shamel She seemed mm-hmm. on fire with me. I mm-hmm. gave her a couple of poems, a couple of poems just to look at, it. and she said, "Yo, these this, these sound like prayers." That helped with mm-hmm. the title, because mm-hmm. when I looked at it, and I said, "Oh, that's kind of catchy." I don't know if it's mm-hmm. a book with mm-hmm. poetry, just with prayers. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's going to be prayers to God, but in the poetry form. And it's not only going to be sad and depression poems. It's going to be poems that uplift God as well. So then mm-hmm. you go with prayer and praise. Right. Title. right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Name for me three inspirations for you that are other authors. Three other authors that have inspired you in some way. Oh, my God. Um. So the first author would be Zane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Zane, Zane would be who who I really like. Um Okay. Okay. She, you know, she was really brave to go out and be a sexually explicit author. Um was mm-hmm. the first book I read like that that I just was that bold enough to do that. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is my like, <laughs> <laughs> And um I think another author was like Eric Jerome Dickey. Okay. Okay. I'm, um, I'm not sure if I'm confusing his work with someone else, but um if you notice my books are work re- written in first narrative form. Yes. Um so I believe his books is like that or some of them. And yeah. that kind of, mm-hmm. I like that. Like when I read that mm-hmm. I thought, oh wow, this is kinda of different. Um <laughs> from, from other custom um characters I instead of okay. just hearing it from the author. Um, I you. think that was really nice. And then, um, I can't think of the author of this book, but it's called Push, and it was made into a movie called Precious that Monique started. Okay, okay. Um, okay, I remember I, Push. Yeah, I can't remember the author of that I book, can't remember I, the author name either. Yeah, yeah I, I, I read that super young um, mm-hmm. as a teenager, and it was kind of mm-hmm. hard to, like, get get through it because the the right yeah. um yeah you know because the girl was like uneducated uh right writing the book that the story right. was about. Um but the point of that was that she pushed past all the bullshit mm-hmm. that like, happened in her life with the rape mm-hmm. of with her father and, you know, her mother being a toxic uh figure and um she defied the odds. She wasn't the best looking and she was overweight and she was very depressed and um, insecure, and she wanted better for herself. She had children. She wanted to do better for them. And the story was so tragic. Like when you, yeah. actually, when you think about this, the the storyline, was like mm-hmm. extremely tragic. Um, but I like the fact that uh through her teacher and other people that she met, God placed other people in her life to to speak life back into her. Right? How many right. Times have been in a situation where we've been so down and then you meet somebody and they speak life back into you and it uplifts you it kind of sets something off inside you to be like yeah I am worth having this I am better right. I deserve more and that teacher inspired her so much um you know to to, to love on herself and to keep writing even though she was uneducated and right you know, what was it? The grade level of like maybe a fifth or sixth grader? I found the author. The author's name was Sapphire. Okay, Sapphire, yes. Um, Yeah, it was just an amazing book, a tragedy, a tragic storyline, but she still triumphed in the end and, you know, she got her stuff together and it was very um, inspiring that she even caught HIV and she was still trying to move forward. And at right. that time, when I was a teenager, HIV was, like, the worst thing in the world. You know, you once you kind of live, you, you caught HIV, it was kind of like almost a death sentence. Um, right. So most people that caught it, they was extremely depressed and down because, you know, they had nothing to look forward to. Um, so I thought that was amazing with her being overweight, uneducated, not loved, raped, mm-hmm. molested, mm-hmm. abandoned. It um, still, she, she still pushed through for her kids, for her and her, right. and her kids. Right, right, She pushed through. She pushed through. And that was really, like, I think so many of us read the book Push growing up, like, in high school. I think it came out, like, around the time we were in high school for the 80s, 80s. And um, when we saw, like, the movie adaptation of Precious, it just kind mm-hmm. of, like, all really brought that book back to everybody's you know mind like because push was so hard to get through i remember um reading it in high school but and then seeing the visual the crushes it was like wow like you know this yeah this is crazy yeah like seeing the seeing the visual of that was like yeah that's how i felt too i was like oh my god it was so yeah 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 it's almost kind of like when you read the book roots, but then when you actually see the, the right, the movie, right you'd be like, oh my lord you'd be right by it, you know <laughs> so, exactly <laughs> and then because the writing was so, you know, bad I think like, the fact that it was a movie after, it really showed us like, right. how bad you know, the molestation yeah. was and yeah. know, the toxicity of her mother and their yes. relationship yes. Um. so yeah I definitely agree with that Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we're going to take another break and we'll be right back, you guys. Wow. And just like that, we're back. We still have our special guest, Satia with us. And right now we're going to get into a little bit of self-publishing. So Satia, what made you go the self-publishing route? Um, I went the self-publishing route. Uh, I did a little bit of research and I didn't want to wait to get picked up Mm -hmm. by anyone. I know it's really Mm -hmm. hard to do that, especially Mm -hmm. if you don't have like a lot of connects. And then I've been managing restaurants for the last several years. So once you um, open up restaurants, um, that's really hard. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can open up Mm -hmm. a restaurant and sell food that I don't even believe in or eat. I definitely could put some money aside, complete the book and, publish it myself why wait for mm-hmm. someone to pick me up. I need to get myself out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just what that was about it. I was, you know, I've been blessed to be a part of a couple of open openings of new restaurants. And mm-hmm. from all of them, they've sat there and been like, why wait? We have the money now. This is mm-hmm. what we did. And it grew into like a lot. They made a lot of money and they're successful. And I'm like, yeah, what am I doing, doing this for these people when I have yeah. my own talent and yeah. I could be doing my own thing? Yeah. Um. So Absolutely. that's what happened. And okay. yeah, I just, I just did it. Okay. And yeah, for me too, it was very similar for me with self-publishing. In 2013, I was just ready to put out some original material, and so I had all these journals with different poetry in it, and I created my first book, Love is Life, and I um, self-published it. You know, I also didn't want to wait for a publisher, wait for somebody to pick me up. I just wanted to, you know, put out my work some way, somehow. And um, so, yeah, so that's what I did as well. I definitely took the um, self publishing route myself. Yeah, and then I think also, um, on another Mm -hmm. note, once Mm -hmm. you've educated yourself on the business and you've seen Mm -hmm. the potential revenue that you can make, when mm-hmm. you do get picked up or someone is interested in you, they couldn't mm-hmm. come to me and offer me crumbs. Right, because right. I, I know the potential by myself what I can make. If I right. made, let's just say, 50000 right. you know, every year by right. myself mm-hmm. in the last four years, and now someone comes across my work and they're really interested, they say, oh, well, you know, we can offer you $10,000. And mm-hmm. I'm like, for what? Okay. right, okay, I'll, exactly. I'll pass. Mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. that's in, and that's in every business, right? When you go and mm-hmm. get just even a regular job, they're gonna offer you what mm-hmm. they want to offer you. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what you're worth, and you and you know, like, well. For me, I know with management, you can't offer me $16. That's right. Too you know right. <laughs> it's my, my yes, right. It's insulting. Yes, it's insulting, offensive. And from my experience, <laughs> from what I've gotten paid before, I know that right. you're trying to take advantage of me. Right. So, absolutely, even, you know, you use that same um, formula mm-hmm. for this. Like, okay, right. if I hold my own money when I do get approached, then I could – um, make the, the right decision where I don't right. get played in the end. Absolutely. You know? Because these Absolutely. things are serious when you sign contracts. Yes. You yes. Know, once you sign on a dotted line and yes. even if they had ill intentions, you got to hold your end of the bargain
1: because yes. Yes. you
0: agree. Yes, Absolutely. you need to yourself, definitely. Absolutely. Or if you don't hold your end of the contract, you have to buy yourself out of it. You know, like for me, last summer, um, I signed a, a publishing deal with the company, and, um, you know, I just took their advance money. Yeah, I, they was dangling a check in my face, and I just took it, you know, mm-hmm. but once I really sat down and thought about it I'm like this is not a good deal I can make more money you know on my own than this deal that they're giving me so yeah. I had to buy myself out of my contract so I had to literally pay them back the advance money that they gave me plus some you know, oh, buy myself out of the contract. So yeah. So some advice I will give to up and coming authors do not just jump at a money grab, right? Just because somebody offering you something at that moment and you might be broke at that moment, and you might need the money. Do not make decisions um, when you're desperate because yeah. most times you're going to be making a bad decision when you're desperate. You know, and you, yes. just, you just want money. Always, you know, read the fine print. Always do the numbers. Make sure that this is a good deal, that it's a lucrative deal, that you're going to end up, you know, making a good amount of money off of this deal. Get a lawyer to look at the contract, you know, all those types of things before you just sign on a dotted line. Because yeah, you don't want to do a money grab, and then you end up, you know, reading the contract and you're just like, nah, this is not even it. And then you have to buy yourself out of the um, out of the contract. Just pay attention to that, you know. Yeah, definitely. You do get um the all of your money. Yes, so, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. You're not worrying about royalties. You get in all of your money. You you're not exactly. like, splitting in different places. Um, versus you uploading and stuff and then getting on different platforms and then you do get royalties that way. But right. when you order from my platform and my right. website, I get all of that. Right, exactly, exactly. And yeah. then it's just it's just, it's just so powerful in these days that we live in. If we just follow the example of one of my um, favorite inspirations, Tyler Perry, ownership. Right. Ownership is everything because that is what you're going to be able to leave your children and your grandchildren. If you own all the rights to your books, plays, movies, whatever have you, then that's my legacy. I'm leaving to my family. Yeah, they will always be able to make money off of my material. So that's Mm -hmm. another reason why ownership and, you know, not signing with certain publishers or signing certain deals is important because if you you know you sign the right deal then you're protecting your ownership like me now that i know this industry and i know how it goes everything that i'm going to be a part of you know movies plays everything i'm protecting ownership you know i have to keep my ownership in it so i may sign a distribution deal with a production company to make my films but i'm not giving away the rights to my films Right, you know, and I'm not giving the rights to my plays and the rights to my book, you know. Um, so that's important, and that's definitely something I want to always tell the younger generation: keep your ownership. You yes. Know, don't don't give away your ownership for a check because they only dangling this money in your face because they know that they can make a lot more. Yes, I definitely agree. Yeah. So. Definitely, that's something I want to tell the younger generation. Do not let, don't ever get blinded by money, because when you make decisions based off of money, it's gonna always be a bad decision. You know, so always do your research, stay calm. You know, get a lawyer, read the fine print, all of those things. I stress it all the time to um to people because that's super important. Yes, and then and then it's also a good um an example to your kids when you said leaving something behind for them, but also showing them that what you, your work, the the most like satisfying work is your own. Right. You know what I mean? Like I go and I'm talking and even if I get paid a decent wage where I work, it it still, it blows minds. I feel like it's a waste of time and I'm helping somebody else fulfill their dream. When I'm selling my books and I'm out there and I'm signing the books and I'm talking to people, it makes me feel good because this is all my own. Nobody can't take this away from me. Right. And if I didn't want to work for them, I have my own stuff that I could fall back on. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what and that's really what your power is, right? Your power is keeping, you know, keeping your ownership because that's really what keeps high in Hollywood and even in the publishing industry if you own your stuff you really have power you know Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why the publishing companies and distribution companies that's why they want to take it away because you're able to dictate you know where your books are sold everything because you're the owner right you know so it's like that's why you, you have to keep your ownership because the power that comes with it Right. Yes. Nobody yeah, nobody can dictate to you um, you know, things when you own when you own it. That's like something um Damon, Damon Dash. He always preaches all the time. Yes. Ownership, ownership, ownership because nobody can tell him what to do because he owns his own stuff. You know, so it's like the younger generation. Don't be so eager, you know, to sign with these company record companies mm-hmm. and you know um, publishing deals and all of this stuff. Like, don't be so eager because the power is in your ownership. If you own this, this is really what the power is. This is really what your your children going to eat off of. You know, yes. your children going to eat off of because you own this. You know, so just don't run. Mm-hmm. Don't run um, to the money. Don't run to the money. Relax. Calm down. Yes. Yeah, and it's crazy that you brought up um, Damon Dash because I listen to him a lot, and this, it, like you said, is one thing that he preaches that if you go and you've been working at this job for 35 years, faithfully, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you ain't got no stuff, you ain't got no shares, when you're, if you fall on hard times or anything, they don't care about that. When your kid needs to nope. go to school and college and you need thousands yep. of dollars, and you made this restaurant, or wherever yep. you work at, you made mm-hmm. this this company millions over the 35 mm-hmm. or 40 years you worked there. Mm-hmm. And, and you're nothing to them. You're a number yep. that clocks in and clocks out. They're not um, Absolutely, build up the generational wealth. This breaks that 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 curse that most of, especially African American families find themselves in. This yes. is why it's, it's no generational wealth. Right, if you keep working for right, other people, <laughs> It's right. no wealth. Exactly, the wealth. They're getting exactly. wealthy off of exactly. your hard earned work. So, what you could do is that when you leave, you'll leave your kids something. To where they'll it'll maybe put them in a better situation or give them a leg up. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, that you didn't have. Exactly. Um, so true. So true. Mm-hmm. so true. Yeah, I just wanna give some advice real quick. Um, I know like a lot of people wanna be authors and wanna be writers, and so I'm just just gonna give you just a couple of little um tidbits that can help you if you're an up-and-coming writer you want to be an author the first thing I always tell people to do is get a notebook and write down your ideas right write down your ideas whatever it is that you want to write about you want to talk about write down your ideas that's step number one right um step number two will be copywriting mm-hmm. copywriting copywriting, copywriting and I do not mean mailing it to yourself, the getaway you know, like putting it in the envelope and mailing it to yourself and then you're like oh, I copywrote my um, idea, no, that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about going to www.copyright.gov.com and protecting your work it's $65 if you have $65 for your new pair of sneakers $65 for your new shirt new hairstyle, new nails, whatever And you have $65 to protect your work. Okay. Mm -hmm. So first write it down in a notebook, write down your idea. Next, type it up in the computer, submit it on copyright.gov to protect your work. That's, that's the second thing. Then you start to actually turn it into a book, start working on characters, start working on chapters, you know, that's, that's the next step. Then after you actually complete the book, and if you want to self-publish the book, there are some great websites. You can look at um, thebookpatch.com, you can look at um, 48-hour books, you can go through Amazon, you can go through Mm -hmm. Lulu. These are all some different websites that will help you with self publishing. These are websites that will help you with your cover, that will help you with editing, that will help you with all these things. Yes, you're going to have to pay for all of these services. But these are websites that can actually help you do that can help you with the whole um, self publishing process. So that's some pregame that's some for anybody listening that is an up-and-coming author that doesn't know, you know, where to start, how to start. I always tell people you start in your notebook, write down your idea first, write down your idea, copyright your idea, then type it up, start working on your characters, start working on your formatting, everything in your laptop, and then you look for self-publishing services on the different sites that I just named. The Book Patch, 48-Hour Books, um, Lulu, Amazon, those are different sites that can help you. Um, So Satya, can you let everybody know where they can find your books? Yes, you can find my books on my website, satya.bigcartel.com, Satya, S-I-T-A-I-R-E dot B-I-G-C-A-R-T-E-L dot com, Um, You can find me on Satir underscore author on Instagram and Satir author on Facebook. Um, I look forward to you guys visiting the site. Um, I can guarantee you won't be disappointed. Um, And I hope to see you guys. Yes, 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 yes. And another thing I want to tell um, our listeners, do not get discouraged. Sometimes when you, are trying to pursue, you know, self-publishing, or you're trying to put out your album, or, you know, start your um, clothing line, whatever have you, you feel like you can't do it. Right? Work your nine-to-five job and use that money and invest it in your craft. Yes, invested in your craft. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody mm-hmm. owes you anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody's not going to invest in you until you invest in yourself. Yes. Right. If you don't take the money from your, you know, from your day job to put into whatever it is that you're trying to pursue, then nobody else is going to buy into what it is that you're doing. Okay, you can't want for your mom to invest or your cousin or your auntie or your your boyfriend, whoever, to invest in what you got going on if you're not willing to invest in what you got Mm -hmm. going on. So, that's a little, you know, free game for y'all. Use your day jobs. Save that money. Stop going on vacations that you can't afford. Stop buying handbags you can't afford. Stop buying um EVs you can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> and invest that money, okay? You want to start the clothing line? Stop buying all the sneakers. And invest that money into starting the clothing line. OK, you want to self-publish the book, invest your nine to five money in the process of putting out your book. OK, yes. So invest in yourself, invest in yourself and believing in yourself. Anything that you want is possible, but nothing is possible without hard work. OK, so keep God first and work hard to accomplish your dreams and you can make anything happen. OK. Yes, guys, if God is for you, who can be against you, draw closer to him. He wants to hear from you, and he yes. loves you despite all your faults and your imperfections. Yes, okay, yes, okay. And that is our show. I want to thank our special guest and my friend, Arthur Satya. Thank you yes. so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes. And you guys, you can follow me once again on Ash Jalisa on Instagram or on my main page Ash Jalisa Williams on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere, at Williams. And you can follow all the shows on this network by following at On the Wake Up Radio on Instagram. Once again, shout out to our amazing producer Cindy Ashby. And if you right. want to support us, you can buy our merch. It's available on our website at www.onthewakeupradio.com. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you so much, Satya, for joining me. And I love you guys. Good night. Right. Look it up individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, D'Ang. Cindy Ashby Productions. Production, 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 production. production. On the wake up. Now search in the search bar for OTW2, which is the page we're going to subscribe to. Click subscribe. Click add as friend, as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view, like that video, as well as comment. And your exercise is done. Thank you for your support.